Hey, it's Brian again, your lunatic friend. In Jesus and Music, I've been telling you the stories of Brian Duncan. You know, the well-known Christian singer? Yeah, that was me. I was infamous. But again, I've gotten the timeline a little confused. Toward the end of my last episode, called My Private War, I started quoting lyrics from a song called A Heavenly Light. Turns out I wrote that two years later after the Lunatics Anonymous record, because those days are a blur now. First, there was the anonymous confessions of a lunatic friend, and then there was 30 Days in a Treatment Center, and then we did an album called Mercy, which I'm going to talk about here. But I was quoting from another record called Slow Revival. It was kind of a follow-up to the Mercy Project that I was calling a slow revival from a rude awakening because I couldn't handle the truth. The Lunatic album and the tour felt like 40 years in the wilderness. I know the album came out in 1990, so it must have been January of 1991 when I took that 30 days off for counseling. Whatever that was, I remember writing Love Takes Time about then. My friend Chuck Barth had just sent me a piece of music. It was basically four chords, and then the chorus was the same four chords in a different order. I thought it was too simple, but the first lyrics that I came up with were, have you ever been lied to? In counseling, I was dealing with a disillusionment. I had bought into Christianity from an early age, especially about the unconditional love of Jesus. Trouble is, I wasn't seeing a lot of unconditional love, even among Christians. I'd been to enough churches who didn't like my music, or my smart aleck attitude, or my sarcastic humor. And like I said in one song, and I've watched as we've stoned the more hesitant soul, because we're marketing Christianity and we don't want to leave any doubts. And there was no redemption if the preacher ran off with the organ player. And over decades, I'd seen that happen a lot. You were banished for life, or maybe you just started over in a land far, far away. Yeah, we quote the scripture, old things are passed away, but sometimes they come back to bite you. So you just talk about being a new creation, and you try to forget your sins. Or better yet, pretend like they never happened. Because after all, Jesus forgot them. And you let people believe that you're someone that you just can't be. Because we externalize the transformation that comes on the inside when you invite Jesus into your life, and then you lead everyone to believe that you never sin again. Or maybe you just act like it. So I was disheartened after writing, See every part of me, because I want to be loved. Because that didn't happen. And I was horrified because my life didn't match up to the testimonies I was hearing from other people. So I'd write the lyrics for another song, Everybody gather round, I need a witness to take down my testimony. And then I sing, Early on, I felt in love with a feeling. It was painless. It was quick and easy. Yeah, I thought I got the best of love in a hurry, but feelings took me halfway there. The song was called Mercy Me, and it was kind of ironic because I'd never heard a love song talk about responsibilities. In fact, I can't think of another song that even uses that word, because we only want to hear about the good stuff, unless it's a country song, and then you're just complaining. But in church, we'd only sing songs that would flatter God and talk about our freedom in Christ. But it was never about how you got there, and I just knew I wasn't there yet. I think I was hoping that the good news would mean you didn't have any temptations. But then if you don't have temptations, you probably don't have boundaries either. So when I heard the song When It Comes to Love, back when I was writing with a guy named Reed Vertelny, who was also writing for Luther Vandross at the time, he played this captivating song. In the demo, he would sing, when it comes to love, you're gonna cry a little, hurt a little, feel a little pain in your heart. And man, that sounded closer to the truth than I knew. But the one lyric that made me want to record this song is when he says, it's true, we're human, we make mistakes. And I felt like I was swimming in them. After that, I co-wrote a song with Reed, where the opening line says, You've got me shaken. Time out. I thought I had you figured out. And I recalled a gospel tract I'd seen called Missing Heaven by 18 Inches. It's the distance between your head and your heart. So we would write, Gotta get you into my heart. 
and out of my head. And there's another line in that song that came from Reed. He said, Brian, I think you think too much. He was right. I couldn't leave a simple I love you alone without trying to explain it. So when I got to Michael O'Marty in studio in North Hollywood, I was going to write a song with him. He already had an idea called Step by Step, and I thought it was perfect for me. And I would get schooled working with Michael O'Marty, and he'd already produced Donna Summer and Christopher Cross. And I had no idea how good you had to be to be world class. But once we decided on an idea, he started to put down the drum tracks and the bass using sound samples and keyboards. I remember going into the next room to pour us both a cup of coffee. And by the time I got back, he had the whole track done. And that's when I knew why he had a Lamborghini in a private garage next to his studio. So I wasn't just a babe in Christ. I was a baby in the music business, too. So it took nothing to write, I'm starting over for the rest of my life, step by step toward the man I long to be. Because it wasn't lost on me that I... I was getting a chance to work with some of the best in the business. And sarcastically, I would write another song with Michael O'Marty and my friend Chuck Barth that started with opportunities knocking. You know, it just won't go away. Because I was a long way from looking for volunteers. And that's when I started thinking about my dad and the way he had to get people to help him do stuff. It was hard to find an unreluctant volunteer. And I completely understand now why pastors end up having to do everything by themselves. And I could put myself in my dad's place when it says, who's going first if it looks a little dangerous. Well, it looks a lot like me. And that would be the name of this song about not getting volunteer help. And you should go hear it on YouTube because there's a lot of fun lyrics in it. And when you do, you'll see why I never did the song live either. Because Omardian plays a keyboard solo in that song that nobody's going to volunteer to play. Well, never mind. I'll just play a little bit of it right here. sure I'm gonna play that myself on the piano. I kind of play the piano like an old typewriter. I hunt and I peck. And I made the mistake one time to mention that on a radio show. But I said, yeah, when it comes to playing the piano, I'm a hunt and pecker. Uh, we went to a commercial right after that. And we're gonna get to a commercial in this episode before I get through talking about all these songs. I'm covering all of the high energy stuff for the most part. And there was this one song that I wrote with the band members that were on my tour. Cedric Lee was my funky black bass player. Or like I said once, he's my funky back bass player. But he never moved around on stage. His fingers were so fast that he probably needed all of his energy just for that. And he was married to Lou Ann Lee, who was a songwriter and a part-time preacher, and my on-stage keyboard player, Randy Lee, who was not remotely related to the other Lees. What I remember about writing this song is on tour when you had been driving for hours, there was a fresh inspiration when you got on stage for a sound check, just happy to be playing music again. So the song Five Smooth Stones was inspired in a sound check. I think we were just joking about being introduced as the Rolling Stones, and I said, no, we're more like the Five Smooth Stones. And we started messing around like we were doing an opening song. It was real high energy. The bass line going, ba doon 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 And then I stepped up to the mic and started out really slow. Swing low, sweet chariot. But it would later evolve into an instruction manual for how to slay a giant with a slingshot. Aim high, swing low, 
wind them up and let one go. And then I would sing about David being a little guy. Size ain't where you get your power from. But honestly, in that story, I was surprised that there was only one giant. And then I discovered that Goliath had four brothers. And they were all giants. Which lent itself to the line, when I feel outnumbered, maybe five to one. And right here, I've only covered seven of the ten songs on the Mercy Project. But the last three songs are about darker times and they'll need an episode of their own. Because in those songs, I cover an untimely death and another one that was expected. And the primary reason that I follow Jesus. Because like the Bible says, it is appointed unto man once to die. And after this, the judgment. And I've got nothing to stand on but his mercy. And that's all I'm sharing with you in nutshell sermons. I'm talking about the past, but it's the way I still see it. And thanks for listening and supporting what you believe in.